Thank you for listening to our podcast today from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I am teaching Pastor David Preston, Jr. I pray that the words you hear will bring you closer to God and encourage you as you go through your day and week. Thanks again for joining us. Father, we are so thankful today that it can be well with our soul because you sent your son to die for us. And God, I pray that, Lord, we would take a few moments this morning, slow down just for a few minutes. God, hear what you have to say to us. God, I pray that you would open our hearts. God, that you would would have us be understanding and welcoming to your message and your words. And God, I pray that, Lord, as we go away from here this afternoon, that we wouldn't be the same as when we walked in this morning. God, that every time we would come here, that we would understand that life change can and should happen. So God, may we expect you to move because you are moving. May we expect to see you because you are here. And we will give you the glory for when that happens. For the life change, it's all yours. In your name we pray. Amen. You may receive it. This morning, it's good to be with you this morning. You know, I love the uh, I love the new music as much as anybody. But isn't there something special about those old hymns? Man, man. Um, the uh, boy, we had a little church already this morning, haven't we? That's man. That's why I love it. Like you can come in and have church from the second you walk in the door. That's why we play music as you're coming in. Us are in the presence and to let you be here. And then when we have a, a great worship service like that, that it just. Makes me wonder why I get up here sometimes. Amen. <laughs> but it's just, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. Isn't it? I think too many times we probably take that for granted and uh, don't appreciate what a blessing we have. You know, I can't hear that song as well in my soul without thinking about the story of how it was written. And maybe one day we'll talk about that. Uh, and where it came from. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. As that story of that song tells, if you know where your foundation is, it's going to be okay. It's going to be well with your soul. Because I promise you all, Horatio, when he wrote that song, in the human flesh, there was no way he was okay with his soul. He had just lost his children. And was literally in a ship over the spot where the ship they were on sank. And went back to his cabin and wrote that song. Something happened to my kids. I think the last thing that would ever be on my mind was it is well with my soul. My soul would be a wreck. 
but he was so confident in God's plan, even though he didn't like it, but it was okay. And he knew that God was going to take care of him. What a witness. What a witness. i got to start back on my sermon. We're going to mess everything up. It's just a pleasure to be here and to feel God's presence. That song is going on. Any of y'all get chill bumps in your arms? I did. My arms and skin was crawling. That's, that's, that's exactly it. That's the Holy Spirit touching you. And you can feel it. You can feel it. My skin was literally crawling back there. He's coming. It's the truth. You know, our, our sermon today, we're wrapping up our series on the five senses, and this one is on hearing. And then I heard the music and the words. The Holy Spirit reached out and touched me. I felt it. It was real. And as real as I felt that, standing back there behind y'all, when I speak to Him, He hears it and He feels it. And it's just as real to Him as it was to me standing back there. If you heard that and you didn't get chills, I literally feel sorry for you. I do. Because I don't know what it is or what's causing it, but I know what I felt and I wish you felt that too. Man, what a morning. What a morning. You know, we talk about hearing, and hearing is so important, and we talk about our senses, and we, we've gone through, this is the fifth one. I know, I, I don't have great hearing. My wife can attest to that. Most people argue in their marriage over money. We argue over the fact I can't hear anything. And then she gets mad at me because I can't hear, I get mad at her because all she does is mumble. <laughs> and she can't understand why I don't hear and I can't understand why she just doesn't talk right and if we could both find the middle ground there we'd probably be okay but I don't hear well part of that's family um, part of that comes from family part of that is for five years when I was in college at Arkansas I was in the band um, my freshman year they brought out a sound crew from the University of Arkansas that was doing a project and they checked the decibel level of the band as part of this project. And I played trombone, so we were always in the front. They stuck all the woodmen way back in the back because you couldn't hear them anyways. Um, but, uh, but, but, uh, they had the trombone and everybody in the front and right up by the drum majors, they put this sound equipment to record and measure the sound. And they found and told us at the end that when we were playing at our regular level, not the loudest, because there were times where you get louder and softer, but when we were playing at our normal level, our average sound decibel level was the exact same as a jet engine taking off. They told us to wear earplugs, but nobody's going to wear earplugs. That's not cool. You can't wear earplugs and be out there. So for five years, 
four hours a day, I'm sorry, four days a week, two hours a day, I stood at the very front, basically like I was on a runway with a jet taking off. And I'm paying for it now because my wife mumbles all the time. <laughs> it's difficult when you can't hear. As minute and as minuscule as my problem is, I can't even comprehend what it would be like for someone who truly can't hear, who is deaf, who can't hear. I can't imagine going through that in life. I have trouble with day-to-day conversation. If I talk to you and you think I have bad eye contact, it's not bad eye contact. I have to try to read your lips while we're talking. Because that's the way I know for sure I'm understanding what you're saying. And there's a lot of times where that doesn't even work. So if I'm talking to you and I'm not looking you in the eye and it looks like I'm looking off, I'm watching what you say. So there's difficulties and there's challenges. There's adaptations that we have to do to be able to understand to hear because hearing is important. But hearing is one of those senses that can change your life. Because when you do hear something and you feel the presence of God, I couldn't have felt that if I did not hear what was coming in through my ears. In that way. Yes, God can touch me in another way. But that's a blessing that I have because it created me with these two weird looking things on the side of my head with a hole in it that capture sound and somehow funnels them through this little piece of tissue with something that looks like a hammer and a couple other bones and it makes a noise that we can understand and that we can comprehend. Lincoln, I talk about the twins a lot because they're full of illustrations can hear anything outside at bedtime and it's automatically thunder. Is it thundering, Daddy? No, Lincoln. It hasn't rained in six months. It's not thundering. Well, what was that noise? It was the TV, Lincoln. That's our standard answer. We tell her the TV is 90% of the time by It was the TV. It's okay to go back to sleep. My older kids, you know, when you're a preacher's kid, and I know this, I got this honest, when you're a preacher's kid, your life is a 100% illustration. And my oldest daughter earned this one yesterday. She's not here, so I'm going to talk about it. My dad, when he told us to do something, we had one chance. And if we didn't, that was punishment. That was one strike and you're out. Well, yesterday, see, I told her to do something. And she said, okay, and walked off. And about 10 minutes later, I saw her, and she had not done what I told her to do. And I said, Sydney, what's the story? Why hadn't you done it yet? Well, here comes excuse, 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 excuse. She wasn't listening last week when we talked about excuses. And I said, Sydney, it was not, and if you want to, I told you to do that because that's what's best. And she said, okay, I'm sorry. Turns around and walks off. Five minutes later, I see her, and guess what? It's still not done. So my dad starts to rise in me, and I feel my ears turning red. And if I had a bald spot like him, it would be turning red. Fortunately, I don't yet. 
but it was even turning red. And I felt my blood pressure start to rise. And I saw her, and I was like, be calm, be calm, because we're in public. And I look at her, and I said, young lady, I have told you twice, and if I see you not fixing that again, we will go, and we will go to the house, and you will be done. I did not give you an option. I told you something to do, and I better see you in three minutes, and it better be done right now. And she said, yes, sir. It wasn't okay anymore. It was yes, sir. And she went, and she did it. And all those excuses she gave me for why she shouldn't do it never came out. It's amazing. Teenagers, young folks, when your parents tell you to do something, they know what they're talking about. You don't believe it right now. You don't. Your parents are the most ignorant people you know. But I'm telling you, one day you're going to realize that they know what they're talking about. Because everything you're going through right now, they've already been through. And they've made the mistakes that you're wanting to make right now. And they're trying to keep you from making the same mistakes that they've made in their lives. And the older you get, you will see that. But there's nothing to me as a parent that's more frustrating than my children not listening and hearing all they hear what I say, but they don't listen to what I say. And I'm sure to God there's nothing more frustrating than knowing He's telling us to do something. We have the Bible full of instructions and He's told us what to do, but we hear it, but we don't listen to it and follow His example. That's the critical side of listening. There's a sweet side of listening too. Hutch took this story on Facebook this morning. I didn't ask him for his permission to use this, but since he put it in a public forum for the world to see, I'm using it. Fair enough. Um, when Dax was born, what was that, eight, nine years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how old Dax is. Gotcha. It was 2010. <laughs> But nine, nine years ago when Dax was born, uh, they had to put Megan to sleep for him to be born so Hutch had to stay out of the room. But to be honest with you, knowing Hutch, he probably wouldn't have been in there to begin with. It's messed um, up. <laughs> the truth. But he probably wouldn't have been in there to begin with. But when Dax was born, they asked him if he wanted to come in and see it. And he asked if he could do that. And they were like, well, we wouldn't have told you you could if you couldn't. Um, so he went in. And he said Dax was screaming like any newborn would. And when they walked in, they asked him another question. And he said, I asked him if he wanted to hold him. And he said, is that okay? And as soon as he said, is that okay, Dax stopped crying. Because he heard his father's voice. It comforted him. A newborn that was only minutes old heard the voice of his father and stopped crying. And if you're sitting there saying, well, how did he know that was his father? He's been in that womb alive for nine months and it hurt everything going on around him. So don't tell me it's okay to kill a baby in the womb. Amen. Well, that's a whole other sermon. I'm fixing to chase a rabbit. But don't tell me that that's okay. 
and that it's not harming anybody and it's protecting something. I don't even want to hear it because that baby was alive for nine months and it heard his daddy's voice. And if Megan would have spoken, it would have done the same thing because he had heard his mama's voice. And then all the torture and in all the confusion and the bright lights, when he heard his father's voice, he calmed down. In our lives, we go through confusion, we go through trouble, we get confused. There looks like bright lights on us. We don't know where to turn. We've gone from darkness into something that's tremendously scary. And all we have to do is listen for our Father's voice and hear Him. And it's going to be okay. It will be well with our soul. So how important is your hearing? You know, if you look through the Bible, there's many verses that deal with hearing and God hearing us. And a lot of those have the words, He hears our cries. And He hears us in our desperation. He hears us at our weakest moments. But in the New Testament, it's full of verses that says, He who has ears, let him hear. So God's going to take care of us in our cries and desperations. He's also going to take care of us whenever He's wanting us to go a certain direction. Let us, we have ears. Let us hear His words that He has for us. In that time when He was saying that, and when the, the writers of the Bible were writing that, it was for those who weren't in the present time with them. They were able to see some of this stuff. So those who have eyes, let them see what Jesus has done. But for us, we have the ears, so let us hear what Jesus has done. Let us know. Look in the Read the book of Revelations and see how many times when they're talking to the churches, how many times it says, those who have ears, let them hear. Because they're speaking to us. Those churches he was right to, John was right to back in that time, he was specific about the churches, but our churches today fall into those categories. And he's speaking to us. So yes, God's going to hear us, and He's going to direct us, He's going to rescue us, but that bottom line on this slide tells the truth, He lives in our praises. And we talked about that before. We had a whole sermon on that before, so I'm not going to do that again. But I could not leave that part out today. The Bible says that God inhabits our praise. Yes. When we praise Him, He lives in that moment and in those praises. If you want to know how to know that God's living in your praises, then start praising Him and watch what happens. A week or two ago when I said stop worrying and calling in prayer and actually start praying, try that. Because if you're worrying, you're not praising God. You're listing out all your trouble that He already knows. But when you thank God for the solution that's coming, even though you don't even know what it is, you thank God for the problem you're going to have a week from today that you don't even know about, and the fact that He already has the solution for it, now you're praising Him because you know He's in control of everything, and nothing's going to surprise Him, and it doesn't matter what happens to me, He already has the answer. So it's well with my soul. That's where God lives. 
that's where He inhabits. He surrounds you when you need Him the most. So He hears us when we're weak. He hears us when we're confused. He hears us when we're strong. Because if I'm going through life praying to God for whatever happens in my life, I can't be any stronger than that. Because nothing's going to knock me down. There's not a thing that will take me down. There's four things we're going to look at with biblical verses here that are going to show us. Now, these studies have a pattern. I'm not being a good Baptist here and they're all the same letter or anything like that. But there's four different verses I want to look at. Actually, four sets of verses I want to look at that's going to show us how God hears us. And I think this is going to be important. And I think it's going to show you the, just the different ways that God shows His love to us. The first one is this. When we ask anything of God, He is always on time. How many times do we put God on a deadline and He doesn't even have a calendar? God, i got to know something about Tuesday. And He's like, what's Tuesday? Because I have your answer on the day. Because what we need doesn't matter, or what we want, let me fix that. What we want does not matter. He knows what we need. 2 Corinthians 6 2 tells us that when we ask anything for God, He is always on time. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says this. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Now, that, boy, that opens up a whole box. That, that uh, verse there doesn't. Because I'm telling you that God has your answer at the right time for everything, and He does, but He's also telling you that the right time for salvation is now. Because you're not guaranteed. Well, let's be honest. None of us are guaranteed to walk out the doors at the end of church today. Church might end before we even stand up. We're not guaranteed. At just the right time, I heard you. That's what God says. At just the right time, I heard you. You've been praying and praying and praying for an answer. And praying and thinking this is not going to work. And praying and saying, I need to know something now. But that wasn't the right time. Does that make it hard on us? Absolutely. Does that make it difficult for us to understand? Sure. But that's what. that's why faith matters. Because if you don't believe that God's going to do what He promised to do, which is take care of our needs, why are you praying in the first place? If you're going to pray and ask for something, you better believe that God's going to answer your prayer. Because if not, you're wasting your time. If you pray and say, I hope this works, then why are you even praying? Because He's not a God of hope in that I hope this works. He's the God of hope and that I know that I have hope in Him and can believe in Him. At just the right time I heard you on the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. 
It's in quotes. I didn't put those there. My Bible that I read from has it in quotes too. The right time is whenever God decides to answer your prayer. There's an old saying. Or well, let's just say it like this. There are stories where people say, well, I prayed to God for this and He didn't answer my prayer. I didn't get what I needed. No, He answered. He just said no. <coughs> because what you thought you needed ended up being a want. And God knew that you didn't need that. You wanted it. And somehow, some way, He provided a different way. And if you're telling me He didn't answer your prayer, you hadn't even noticed how He fixed your situation for you yet. But it's coming. It's coming. The old saying, God answered prayers three ways. Yes, no, and wait just a little bit. I think the wait just a little bit is harder than God telling me no. Sometimes I'd rather Him just make an obvious no than say just hang on a little bit longer. But that's my weakness, not His. That's my weakness, not His. But when God answers your prayers, it's always at the right time. <coughs> at the right time I heard your prayer. And at the right time is now. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, this verse cannot be more true. The day of salvation is today. Right now. Don't let that pass. The second thing that we have is when we ask God for anything, we can be confident that He hears us. It's got to go side to side with the last one. If He hears us and is always on my time, we know for a fact He hears us. One of the most frustrating things as a dad is when I talk to my kids and I know they hear me. And this is more the little ones than the big ones. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I can say something to them. Lincoln's the troublemaker. She's the rowdy one. She's the one that tries to get away with everything. She tries to be funny. She's a lot like Timmy. She wants to be the class clown. McKinley is a lot like Sydney. Really smart, really quiet, but sneaky. And I can say something to Lincoln and say, Lincoln, go do this. And she'll look at me and go, ha-ha, and run the opposite way because it's funny. I can say, Mackie, go do this. And she doesn't even act like I spoke. And I'll say, McKinley, I need you to do this. And she'll start singing. Ha, 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 ha. And I'll say one. And I usually with her don't have to get to two. Because when I say one, she'll turn and look. And I'm like, you heard me the whole time. But I was playing. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Now with Lincoln, I'm still chasing her around the house. And she's playing hide and seek. But one of the most frustrating things as a dad is to speak to my children and then act like they don't hear me. So what do I do every once in a while? They ask me a question and I keep looking at my phone. Now, isn't that mean? And they say, Dad! And I keep looking at my phone. 
And Lincoln will go, Dad, put your phone down. I'm talking to you. <laughs> and I'll put my phone down and I'll say, what do you want? I give them a taste of their own medicine. I act like I don't hear them. But I love the fact that when I ask God anything, He hears exactly what I'm saying, exactly at that right time. And even though it might feel like for me it might be frustrating that I'm talking and I don't get the answer that I want immediately when it happens, I still know that He hears me. When I'm speaking to McKinley and I'm asking her to do something, if she doesn't respond to me, that's frustrating, but I know she hears me and I want that response. She's ignoring me. I never, ever, ever have to worry about God ignoring me. Never. Because if I speak to Him in His name and call on Him, He's going to answer. 1 John 5.14 says, we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. We're confident He hears us whenever we ask for anything that's in His will that pleases Him. Other versions of the Bible, this is the New Living Translation, other verses of the Bible literally say when we ask for anything that's in His will. If it's in His will, what does that mean? It's something we need. Because a lot of times what we want is outside of His will. Or else it would be a need. That's the difference. We're confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. The third thing here, Excuse me. When we ask anything of God, He hears us when we don't know what to say. Have you ever been in a situation in life where you knew you needed something, but you didn't know what it was, and you felt so desperate that you just went, ugh. God knows what ugh means. How awesome is that? If you sigh, God knows what that sigh means. If you grunt, God knows what that means. If you cry, God knows what each individual tear is saying. Oh, how I wish I could look at the twins and see a tear and know what that tear meant. Because then as a dad, I can fix it. Because there's time they come in and they cry and they're so hysterical they can't tell you what they're crying about. They're just crying and you know something's wrong and you want to fix them and you can't. But our God knows what each individual tear means. He knows when we cry the words that are coming out in our sobs, when we grunt, when we groan, when we sigh. He knows what those mean. The Holy Spirit is telling Him for us. The Holy Spirit hears our groans and tells them to God. I get frustrated and I groan and I grunt and the Holy Spirit says, hey God, David Preston needs this. That don't give me some of them Holy Ghost kill bumps right now. We've got to pray for y'all. I'm serious. Goodness. Think about that. We think we have to say these elaborate, perfect prayers to get God to hear us because if we don't say it right, God's not going to know what we need. And He knows what we need when we don't even speak. 
That's why prayer is a great thing, but it's a conversation. You should be able to pray to God the same way you talk to your spouse. Just talk to Him. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a certain set of things. You don't have to say the right thing. All these want is to have a conversation with you. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Ooh, I'm going to have to look that up. That's little. Let me read this to you right quick. Thank you. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. We don't even know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. We don't even know how to pray. We don't know what to pray for. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Again, there's that God's will part. The Holy Spirit prays in harmony for what we need. He hears us. Whether we say it, whether we groan it, whether we cry it. I mean, it says right here that the Holy Spirit will even groan too. But God knows our hearts so much. He knows what that means. He hears us even when we don't know what to say. The last thing here, and this is, I think this is my favorite one. Well, that went to a song. Um, I'm not sure what happened there. Glitch back there, so who knows. Um, when we ask anything of God, He listens like a father. This is my favorite one. When I was when I was reading through, and I, I, I'll be honest. When I was reading this verse and looking up verses and how I wanted to put this together, I don't know if I've ever seen this verse before. I know I've read it, but you know the difference between hearing and listening. I know I've read it. I don't know if I've seen it before. Does that make sense? Because when I saw this, it was completely different. It was made for this sermon right here. Because I know how much I love my kids and as hard as I got on Cindy yesterday, I almost felt bad about it. Almost. But I've got to teach her to follow directions. And as much as I get frustrated with the littles when Lincoln doesn't listen and McKinley ignores me and Timmy's just... Timmy is Timmy. <laughs> He's a whole other chapter of the book. <laughs> but as a father, as much as I get frustrated when they need me, I'm there and they know that. And when I picked up McKinley out of bed this morning and I grabbed her and she put her arms around my neck and she kissed me on the cheek and she said, I love you, Dad. Yes, he won. Game over. How do you fight that? When I drop Lincoln off at school every day, McKinley just runs over into the room and plays. Lincoln kind of hangs on to me, and so I nudge her on in the room. And I start to walk out the door, and she runs back, and she grabs me by the legs, and she looks up at me, and she gives me the pucker mouth, and I lean down, and she gives me a kiss every day before I leave school. It's the sweetest thing ever. 
the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. Psalms 116, 1 and 2, it says, I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Is that not the most awesome picture in the world? That when Lincoln comes running to me in the mornings when I drop her off at school and she wants a kiss, I bend down to let her give me a kiss because I love her and I want to reach down to her. And the Bible tells us that when we pray, He hears our voice because we're praying for mercy. But not only that, He bends down to us because He loves us. When they want to tell me something and it's great, what do you do to your kids? You get as close to them as you can so you make sure you hear them right. When you're talking to your spouse and you want to tell something that's really important, you don't get far away. You get close together. When you want to communicate something, is it better to yell or is it better to be face to face? I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. He bends down to listen. I will never get that image out of my head. I've never seen this verse before until I saw this. And I thought, is there a better way to show you how much God hears you and loves you than that picture of a dad leaning down to his child to get on their level and to know exactly what that child is willing to say. Oh, man. That's my God. He loves me so much that He comes to me to make sure He hears every word I say. Man. He does that for you. He does that that's our God yeah the cross is always going to win but I know in my heart the second place picture of how much God loves us is that verse right there where he gets down to us you can't replace the cross wouldn't even consider it but to know that our God bends down to hear us. That's love. That's love. And He loves us that much. I hope through this series, and it's been fun to prepare, it's been fun to present, but I hope you've gained an understanding about when God created us, He created us in a way that we get every sensation tied back to Him. Whether we're tasting or experiencing anything, whether we see it, whether we hear it, whether we touch it, whatever the sense is, it ties back to Him. And whatever we're doing with that sense gives Him glory and praise which is where He lives in those praises. Praise Him with all you do. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Give the Lord a praise this morning. He does it for you. He hears you. He loves you. He wants to be with you for eternity. Y'all stand with us this morning. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, today is the day. Right now is the day of salvation. If you do know Him, pray for those that might not. They might feel the conviction. They might feel Him speaking to them. That they might come forward. If you haven't been hearing God enough and you want to hear Him more, then you've got to listen. If you want to be a member of this church, we'd love to have you, as always. It's a standing invitation. But we'd love to have you be a part. We're going to let Cliff sing after I say a prayer. And if there's any decision you need to make, then please come forward this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for this day. We thank You, Lord, for so much for what You've given us, Lord, the fact You hear us. The fact, Lord, that You've been down to us. so that you know exactly what we need. Lord, I love you so much. If someone's here today that does not know you, I pray that today is their day that they accept you as their Savior. Lord, if there's people that just need to hear you more, I pray that you just let them communicate with you. Let them come forward and and, uh, open those doors and those lines of communication to you. You're hearing us. May we hear you as well. Lord, we thank you for this day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Crossroads, South Arkansas. If you're in our area, we would love to have you join us in person for a service. Crossroads, South Arkansas, reaching, inviting, serving, and expecting.